Santa's watching, Santa's creeping. Now he's peeping, your heart's beating. Have you locked up the front door? Because if you've been bad, he's been keeping score. Were you always on your best behavior? Because Santa doesn't like to accept failure. Don't worry, don't be scared. You've been good, you're prepared. Unless it's an act and you're a liar. And if that's the case, that chimney needs fire. Heed these words that I say, because it's what he taught me. Santa knows when you've been bad. So don't be so naughty. Santa's watching, Santa's creeping. Now you're nodding, now you're sleeping. Good evening and welcome to Gore, a horror podcast to keep you up at night. I'm the Wicked Kitten always getting into mischief, and with me, as always, are my creepy co-hosts, the lovely Travis. Ho, ho, ho. If this turns into Faye saying ho, ho, and then Wesley doing a ho, like, this isn't going to end well. Well, now you ruined yeah, the If you hadn't said anything. No, no, no. The endearing, the ethereal Faye. How dare you call me a hoe? <gasps> Blasphemy. And lastly, the dread you've been feeling since you hit play on this podcast. Dreadly. Well, hello there, every hoe. And now I have to edit that. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. He's just addressing all of the gardening gardening implements. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Uh, Speaking of garden implements, let's play a little thing I like to call What You Doing, What You Watching, How You Been, Travis. Uh, I mean, pretty good. It's the busy time of the year for me work-wise, but I have managed to squeeze in some time watching a few things. Um, I watched Identity. Uh, recently. I love that movie a ton. Uh, it's one of my favorite little bottle movies. Uh, I rewatched Talk to Me uh, since seeing it in the theater. Um, I'm going to be going on a show to talk about that, but we've kind of missed uh, our recording date a couple of times, so we'll figure that out, but that was still really good. Really, really good. Um, I watched Rear Window uh, for Wait You Haven't Seen. That was a lot of fun. That movie... Is really good. Um, is that was that your first time or the person's? I, I know I had seen it at some point before, but I don't remember when, so it felt like a first time watch, and it was definitely their first time. Um, and it was it was fantastic. Um, I also I'd been watching. And I mentioned it I think last time that I'd been watching uh, Top Gear slash The Grand Tour. Oh, come yes. to find out, there's only two episodes of that that are going to air left. They they filmed two specials, and then the three, uh, the three guys Clarkson, Hammond, and May are going to retire from doing it. Um, so, yeah, I mean they're they're getting old, older now. They're in their sixties, I think. Hammond is the youngest one; he's in his mid fifties now. But so I've been watching a little bit of that, and then um, it's. It's cold out and I can't get outside to walk like I want to. So I picked up a cheap treadmill um, and uh, I've been using that at home. And so to give myself something to 
watch and to time it out right, I've started watching um, The Pretender. Oh, and, yeah, that uh, TV show. So that, that gets me on the treadmill for about 45 minutes. I watch one episode while I'm, while I'm walking, um, which ties into our movie for tonight. And I'll explain why later, but that's kind of fun. And then I started playing a new game. Um, it's from a, uh, developer I'd never heard of, um, FICA, F I K a, but the publisher is team 17. They published, uh, overcooked. Oh yeah. Two. Um, this one's called ship of fools and it is a ton of fun. It's just a silly little roguelite where you, you get a boat and you're going out on the ocean and, uh, it's multiplayer. Um, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's just this adorable little game where you go out and you fight stuff on the ocean and you end up fighting like big sea monsters. Um, we got to one recently that was a crab monster and thought we beat it. And then there turned out to be a second stage with it. And it was a giant, it was a gigantic crab monster. And it was, so that, that was a lot of fun. It's definitely, it's definitely worth checking out. Ship of Fools um, is a pretty fun game. That's pretty much bad about it. That and trying to work on Christmas gifts. Oh, yeah. That is coming up upon us. It is. Faye! What you what you watching? How you doing? What's 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 the happenings? Well, <clears throat> I too actually got to watch quite a few things. Um, starting with the stuff that's on Shutter, uh, I watched Vesper, which is a interesting little sci-fi story. Not really horror. Shocked it's on Shutter, but it was oh. kind of cool, kind of interesting. It uses a lot of biotech. Oh. Um, also watched Rubicon, which is another sci-fi movie. This time they're up in space. So, and, and watching the world kind of get everybody get killed on earth while they're up on the space station. Oh God. That's like a nightmare of mine, by the way, <laughs> any movie that does anything like that. Cause I'm just like, yeah, we're safe up here, but we got nowhere <laughs> to go. Yeah. It, it, is actually pretty well done. Check it out. Uh, Non-horror stuff. Uh, I watched Candy Cane Lane on Amazon. Oh, that's the one with uh, Eddie Murphy, right? Yep. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, it's not something I'm going to say, go out and watch it. This is the best thing ever. But I enjoyed it. It was cute. That's the first positive thing I've heard about that. Oh. Like I heard people comparing it unfavorably to the adventures of Pluto Nash. No, it's, it's much better than that. (laughs) I'm, I, I haven't seen it. I'm just going by what I heard. No, no. I mean, and all she said was it was okay. And that's the most positive thing. Travis has heard. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's not to say the movie's bad. I don't have any clue, but it's okay. Has been the most positive thing I've heard about that movie yet. Uh, I've also been watching the new Doctor Who specials. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Oh, I'm I, still behind. It's okay. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there. Uh, I also did watch uh, the new Indiana Jones movie. That was enjoyable. Uh, it was better than the, better than the one, one that we don't discuss. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
by miles. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, and I guess I lied because there are two other horror movies that I did watch. Uh, Cobweb. Oh, that you was, finally watched it. Yep. Yeah. What'd you think? It was interesting. Um, nice, nice little twists here and there, but yeah. Creepy. Uh, And House of Darkness. That I want to see still. I actually enjoyed it. It's slow. It's a slow burn. And you're sitting there screaming, just do it, just do it. But (laughs) it does eventually happen. And it, it was fun. It was it was nice concept. I think they dragged it on a little bit longer than they needed to, but yeah. That's instead of on my list for a little bit, instead of a, a movie, it could have been just an episode, an hour long episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still pretty decent, pretty good. I liked the concept. Uh, other than that, uh, I started playing Little Goody Two Shoes, the video game, oh. and having fun with that. Is that a horror I'm game? I've heard of that one. It, it doesn't sound like it, it. I'm just joking. <laughs> it has horror elements. Oh. Oh. It sounds like a movie a, that would star uh, Shirley Temple or something. Why <laughs> do you say that? Uh, <laughs> because uh, the main character looks kind of like Shirley Temple. <laughs> Oh, that in a is big poofy red dress. <laughs> I think I feel like I I might be knowing where they're going. Yeah, it was cute, <sighs> but that's it. Dreadly, you you got a the thing. Boop. Yeah, it's called people hoes. Did you just stuff. boot me? What did you? What What are you doing? What's going on with your stuff? Oh, give me, you know, give me the, stuff. give me the, the details. Details of my stuff. Ah. Oh, and uh, all this got cut out. Anyway. <laughs> also, if I ever call it Deets for serious, uh, just throw me off a bridge. Thank you. <laughs> Noted. Like it has to be ironic. <laughs> if it's if I'm being serious, just. Ah, well, uh, let's see. I have finished Super Mario RPG, which was a very fun, very cute game. Uh, Not the hardest game I've ever played in my life. (laughs) Although I've seen they added uh, uh, post-game content that uh, is more challenging. Yes, it is more Final Fantasy than Mario. Yes. (laughs) Uh, and it's end game Final Fantasy hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't play play all that myself, but I did watch another streamer uh, who knows the game better than me uh, play it, and uh, he did all the extra content at the end, and uh, he lost it at the final final boss. Let's say, because uh, he didn't expect that. Uh, yeah, that was a very fun game. Uh, but uh, now that I finished that, I'm on to my next RPG, which uh, is the Star Ocean. The first Yay! game. 
uh, which I know absolutely nothing about except there's stars and oceans and that's about it. <laughs> I feel like Faye might know something about that. Faye knows a little bit about this, yes. <laughs> really? Little old me? <laughs> Perhaps the one that's been trying to get you to play it for a while? I know. And I'm finally doing it. Uh, I'm quite confused right now because the game kind of starts you off without actually telling you what to do. The, the first fight I did, I was like, Wait, why is that guy running towards the enemies? What is this? Oh, this is not turn-based, huh? Okay. Nope. <laughs> then I was like, wait, why are they doing this without me? Oh, no. But I, I'm starting it, it, to figure things out. Oh, yeah, because okay. it's a remake, they're expecting the fans of the original to be playing it. And it they, they did some... Uh, quality of life improvements for those that don't know where the game just plays it for you for a little bit <laughs> yeah they started explaining some things in the after a while but not in the beginning which was odd but they're like oh, i'll just play and they'll they'll explain things to me and i'll adapt when i learn things right now i'm just yeah. hitting the, the, the kill button basically just <laughs> smash them. smash 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 <laughs> and that's it uh, yes. I am, however, uh, amazed at the at the Star Trekiness of things. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so I'm, it's, I'm, it's, I'm it's very Trekky, and uh, the 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 sequel, Star Ocean: Second Story, does a lot better at bringing you into the game. Well, yeah, but I figured uh, let's let's give the first one a shot because I was just mm -hmm. I just finished Super Mario RPG, so I was already playing and streaming from my Switch, and the first Star Ocean is out on Switch and not on PC for some reason. Yeah, it's Switch so, and PS4. Yeah, so I figured uh, I might as well continue on the Switch, and uh, yeah, been fun so far. Uh, that's about it for gaming. Uh, but uh, last time I uh, mentioned we were watching uh, Fall of the House of Usher, which uh, so we finished by now. And yes, I concur. That was pretty damn sweet. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how he does it. Maybe it's just. He just speaks my language and he, he you know, makes my flavor of uh, uh, brownie or whatever. But Flanagan, you know. I've said it. I've said it many times. He's one of two directors that I trust to, do, to adapt Stephen King stuff at this point. And this Stephen is, yeah, like even Poe, po. like, I love that he's like, he's good at adapting. Like, I think he could adapt almost anything at this point. Mm -hmm. I, I trust him with Lovecraft. Oh, yeah. Lovecraft is near impossible. Yeah. That would be interesting because... Hmm. I mean, I definitely would like to see it. I'm curious. Like, I'd be very curious to see how it goes. I don't know how easily he would be able to adapt that, though. Yeah. But then again, nobody has an easy job adapting Lovecraft, so... But hey, if he wants to do it, let him have a call. I mean, sure. he did very well, very well with Usher. With incorporating a lot of Poe stories, uh, sure, sure. I love but the po, way that they adapting Poe is very different from Lovecraft. Oh, yeah. Opinion. the The show is just there was 
there was a good amount of jump scares. Uh, the story was, I don't know, it led you places. It was layered and connected. And that's the most, like, that's such an easy win for me. If you can have, like, a connective tissue in your story, if you can have this thing that's, like, um, what do you call it? Like, well, yeah, that's it. Just, like, this connective tissue, this, like, st I love continuity stuff. Like, stuff that, like, comes over from somewhere else or it's, like, just, I am a sucker for that. That is, like, thank you. But yes, go out and watch of, it. Speaking of con connecting tissue, uh, after finishing that, we started season four of Creep Show. Oh, which started. in the first episode just didn't we finish it? Well, yes. Oh, yes. After I said after that, we started it yeah. and finished it. But we first started before finishing it. <laughs> and in the <laughs> okay. first episode, they just throw some actors from Fallout House of Usher on us. And yes, they, oh yes. The, the first episode, episode was directed from uh, someone. Related as well. Yes, it was um Jamie Flanagan. Jamie Flanagan. Jamie Flanagan, thank you. Um, which is I just found it. They wrote they wrote it, Greg uh Greg Nicotero directed it. Um, but it it had um it had Samantha Slogan, if that's how you pronounce her name, and Ruth Cod, both of which who were in um Anything Flanagan's in base. Anything Flanagan does, I mean. So um, it was kind of an interesting story, but it was just really funny because we had just finished Fall of the House of Usher and then we watched this episode and we're like, yo, it's those people from the show we just watched. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that. I love to, to see. I just love to see more writing. It's really good writing as well. Yep. And uh, the rest of the season of Creepshow was also great, uh, including some uh, George Romero uh, stuff in the end, <gasps> which yes. was just brilliant. The homages to Romero were great. Um, 3D glasses. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. the That episode was great, and that last episode was so fucking creepy. Like, just <sighs> fucking creepy. So. Yeah. It ended very strongly. It started strong and it ended strong. I'm pretty sure the ones in the middle were good too. <laughs> yes, they were. Ah, <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, and then we yeah. finished that and we started. Well, uh, speaking of connecting tissue, uh, we started watching Goosebumps, the new series, the new one with yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I didn't know what to expect because uh, all the previews uh, focused on one story with, with the camera. She's and die. So I didn't know if they were going to just adapt that somehow in a very long season or they were going to do what the 90s series did and just one uh, Serialize story episode. But what they did is uh, actually great. They They kind of focus on a story per episode with an overarching story mm -hmm. and then yeah. make enough changes to the stories so that it's fresh. They zhuzh it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like some of the stories I, I've read pretty much all and of And seen them. the show. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be this. And then they kind of 
use the things, but go in a different way a bit. And you're like, mm. oh, cool, cool, cool. And I've not read or watched the original show at all, so I have no idea what what any of this stuff is. But I mean, I know of the books and stuff, you know. But yeah, and those uh, last few episodes were quite interesting. We're oh, we're, we're still sh- how many episodes? Oh. Away? I think four episodes left. Four something. episodes left. Uh, okay. we, we just but. had a, a little doll visit, let's say. <laughs> God, everyone knows Flappy. That's not a spoiler. Let's be honest. And freaking, I, I swear to God, Justin Long is in every freaking thing that we watch now. He's great in this. <laughs> yeah, I love He's him. He's even in, in the House of Darkness. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why I want to watch that. He's the reason I was like, I gotta watch this. But yeah, uh, so far definitely uh, worth checking out. Uh, that's about all that I had note, noted down because I apparently forgot stuff. Speaking, speaking of Justin Long, let's just go straight into our monthly movie patron movie night. We watched mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Knife. Yes. And, and it was. <laughs> it was a wonderful knife. No, it was a delightful movie. Uh, it is going to be one of my go-to Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it that much. I- I'm not going to say there weren't some flaws uh, but I'm willing to <laughs> overlook the flaws and cause most of the movie is really good. Just, we had a fun time watching it together as well. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It is exactly what it sets out to be. It doesn't try to be too much. It, you know, it wears its intentions on its sleeve. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was a great ride. Mm-hmm. And it's queer as heck. So I love that about it, even though apparently some other people didn't. So, uh, you know, they have their own movies they can go watch. Let us have this. Yeah, all of them. How about that? I had somebody. (laughs) Let me tell you this. Let me go off on a little tangent here and tell you. I had somebody try to tell me like, like that's going to happen. That happens like in every movie. And I was just kind of like, but does it? Because I feel, you know, like we're getting into a little bit of spoiler, maybe a little bit of spoiler territory, but still, it doesn't exactly happen like that in a movie. So maybe you should think about what your problem really is with the movie. You know what I'm saying? Because if your problem is a trope that happens in everything, but it's a thing. (sighs) I can't, I can't do, I can't scot around this. (laughs) So I'm just going to stop. But we'll have to do like a little spoilery thing, or or uh, maybe let's be we'll honest, the movie. Scott can't do that either. He just spoils. <laughs> but that's what I mean. I don't want to. I don't want to Scott it. Whoops. I don't want to Scott it and accidentally like spoil something. Although I don't really think what I'm saying is a spoiler. But apparently, a lot of things I didn't know were spoilers or spoilers, and so I want to be somewhat respectful. Another movie we watched together. Was Ghoulies 4. This is not going to be a recommended watch for anyone. <laughs> nah, nah, you can skip that. But we, we yeah. wrapped up the Ghoulie series. So that's uh, that's a thing that we did. You can't say just, that we didn't do that. Stick with the trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm good with that. I don't yeah, even remember it anymore. <laughs> you don't remember the, the movie that brought back the dude from the first movie? Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, it was so bad. For whatever reason. 
Jeezy crazy. But I honestly don't remember what he did in the movie. I mean, not much. Okay. <sighs> he complained a lot. <laughs> yeah, he did. As for me, I rewatched Halloween 6 so that Claire could watch it for the first time and I oh, could bother God. her with it. Uh it was uh it was it was Halloween 6. What can I say? Um also rewatched The Fly because why not? Uh, rewatched Black Christmas because tis the season. I watched a movie, <laughs> a weird sex comedy movie called Gas Pump Girls, which was actually really good and reminds me of a time what? when, you know, movies you had pump your own gas? weird sex scenes that didn't show anything. Man, I miss uh, USA Up All Night. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> By the way, I just recently learned that Black Christmas not only has a remake, it has two remakes. Oh, yeah. I, for some reason, completely blanked on the fact. Maybe we did, and by now I've forgotten about it, that there was the (laughs) second remake. Yeah. I've decided that depending on which remake you hate more, because you're going (laughs) to dislike both of them, apparently, but whichever one you dislike more shows something about you. (laughs) So... When we get to those, we'll see who you are. Um, oh, I also went back and I, I've i been trying to catch up on my uh, last drive-in. So I watched an episode with a movie called Fried Berry. It is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um, it is a very trippy movie about uh, a dude who gets... I don't know. He turns into an alien or he becomes an alien. I don't exactly know what's going on. It's the way that it's shot is crazy. And uh, it's just, just one of those very surreal, weird movies. Gross, gross, gross stuff. I really don't know how to describe it to you. Um, yeah. Duh. But check it out. Cause you know, Joe Bob tells you that. <laughs> and I watched <laughs> I think I haven't talked about this because it's been like long enough but I watched The Holdovers I went to the theater and I watched it and mm. that movie is fantastic absolutely fantastic love it, it's not a horror movie but it's a very beautiful movie I love Paul Giamatti and god there were <laughs> it's it's like a it's it's not exactly a comedy so to speak, but like the parts in it that were funny, just, I laughed so hard. So I, I just appreciate that movie a lot. Go watch well, it. I mean, it, it, it is a comedy just like sideways yeah, yeah. was a comedy like it, but it's not a, yeah, it's not like a ha 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 every five seconds kind of comedy, but yeah, like when it does, standard it, type of comedy, it's a hard punch is what I mean. Like those, the laughs are for, for real, for real. And I think that's all that's all that I watched. But I think it's about that time to peek around that corner and give you some of the highlights of horror news. Uh, we got a couple new trailers. Um, one is, let's see, this one is already, I think, available on streaming services. I'm not sure about that. Uh, there's something in the barn. 
Which... Is that related to the barn and the barn too at all? No. Uh, no. Um, Different barn family. So this one is, uh, I guess maybe kind of looks like it might be, is it a Netflix thing? I don't know. Sony Pictures. Um, but a family moves to Norway and they find out they have a barn elf um, or barn gnome. That's what it was. But you don't, there are certain things you don't do to the, the, for the barn gnome to, um, or they get upset and then they do all of it. Like make loud noise, change the barn, set up a bunch of Christmas decorations and the, the barn gnome attacks them and it looks cute. Looks like fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a cute People gnome. are describing it like the new gremlins. Oh, it's got, could, what's his face in it? Yeah. Uh, I can't think glasses. of his name now. Um, Martin Starr. Yes, that's who it is. It looks I like it looks fun. Looks like a silly, uh, silly movie, but I, I mean that's all right. And then Robert Eggers is working on um, Nosferatu. Yes, yes. And some Im- an image released on that. Um, and I mean Nosferatu is already great, and then Robert Eggers is a great choice to work on that. So has me excited. He- He's definitely an interesting choice for that. <laughs> um, yeah. He has be... unique visions. And so we'll see and, how and that I turns think, out. I think that's what it might need, you know, because you can't do what it was anymore and you can't do the 70s anymore. You got to like, there's got to be something different that happens. Especially with a story that's so well known. Even Even people who've never read or know the story, they know the basics of it. And yeah. so you, it, it needs something different, um, which if anyone's going to do, it's going to be Robert Eggers. So, yeah, that's coming. And Skarsgård is just playing all the monsters nowadays. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Bring like if his one. brother isn't naked, he's somewhere becoming a monster. Isn't that like the, Pretty much. the rule? <laughs> it seems well, like know, if somebody's got to be in a bunch of... <laughs> That's true. Ron Perlman's gotten older. Doug Jones isn't getting any younger. They need somebody to wear all that oh, makeup. I'm sorry. I was like, so. when are they naked in movies? <laughs> also all the time. Uh, I, I think I went the wrong way. <laughs> uh, and uh, for those that like documentaries on horror, uh, the people behind In Search of Darkness uh, are releasing their own uh, subscription uh, for showing the ex- their stuff as well as supposedly 20 plus hours of extra footage not used in the In Search of Darkness uh, wow. documentaries. So, Which are already like a thousand hours long. So Yes. <laughs> Do we know <laughs> how, how much it's going to be to subscribe? Uh, I saw $40 for six months. $40. Is that good? Shut up. Well, it depends if uh, these extra average. hours are actually just darkness because they found the darkness. <laughs> it's less but, than it's less than ten dollars a month, so that's I don't know. It's interesting know to do it in a six-month chunk like that. Yeah, like usually Maybe you either see cheaper. monthly or you see a year, but it's interesting to not have it be monthly at all. And just do the six. I guess they figure it's going to take you six months to get through the material at least. So we're going to give you six months. <laughs> yeah, they only have a six month, six month thing for forty bucks. 
Or maybe they want to keep you for six months. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the rule is. It says 40 plus hours of total content. But it is just and, for their stuff, so it's still it's kind of hard to. <clears throat> for me, I mean, I have the the Blu-rays, so it's kind of hard for me to fork over that much well, money. You, <laughs> right, but this isn't for you. This is for somebody who hasn't seen it and or doesn't own the Blu-rays, but wants to check the stuff out. If you can get. $40, you've got six months where you can watch all of that content. What? Because what would the DVDs cost you? They The Blu-rays would probably cost you 40 bucks. So they figure Total, yeah. six months to watch it. There you go. But are they saying that this 20 hours of unseen footage is not included in any of the DVD stuff? So Correct. Oh, yeah. Shit, fuck that. Then they should offer like a special uh, discounting just to watch the extra stuff without the original. Yeah, because now you're like you're you're roped you're roped into watching six or doing six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the six month thing that I don't really particularly care for, but everything else I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, I but mean, here's the they thing. They might change so- it later, right? But here's the thing, $40 for a six-month, that is less than $7 a month. So the only difference is you have it for a six-month period as opposed to a month. So I, it did, really doesn't bother me there. I ju- it's just odd. I haven't seen a streaming service or th- something like this where they have a six-month. It's either done monthly and then you can buy a year at a reduced rate. Or just buy it annually. So, I haven't seen that before. I mean, I guess it is limited content at this point, right? Like, there's an end point. Whereas, you know, something like Shuttered is a revolving door of Mm -hmm. movies and such. I don't know. It's interesting. I probably wouldn't sign up right away, but maybe in in the near future. I could see myself signing up for this or... You know, just doing a quick little six months and then sit there with little toothpicks in my eyes and never go to sleep. Never go to sleep. Pretty much. Never sleep again. Yeah, I love their shit, so. Yeah. I I can't wait for the fourth documentary to finally get finished. For the 90s. Well, speaking of uh, toothpicks and eyes... And now for tonight's feature presentation. Are we all set for the annual Gore Christmas party? I, I think so. Let's go over that list, though, one more time. All right. Who brought the booze? A bottle of whiskey each. Check. That's a good start, I guess. We can always ask Santa for more later. Uh, what about dinner? Well, the store was out of turkey. But I did bring some nice chicken breasts instead. You okay there, Travis? You look a bit pale all of a sudden. Ah, oh, he's had a traumatic experience involving poultry in the past. Haven't we all? Should we be worried? Nah, just make sure to keep him away from anything sharp. Okay, that leaves the entertainment. 
Well, I brought the torture track like you asked. What is that? Torture track. You know, it's fun for all ages. I said rack. You're such a boob. Travis, put down that hatchet. I just want to ask you a question. You been good all year? <laughs> of course not. I've been so naughty. Naughty. Silent Night, Deadly Night is a 1984 slasher film directed by Charles E. Sellier, Jr. Jr. That should be all together, but you get my point. And starring Robert Brian Wilson, Lillian Siobhan, Gilmer McCormick, Tony Nero, Britt Leach, Leo Getter, and our queen, Linnea Quigley. Yay! Yay! It's the story of fighting against a society who has... Uh, who am I kidding? This is, uh... This is a this is a Christmas movie about a Santa Claus that murders people. Let's be honest. It's, be, it's pretty much that. Um, but what is surprising about this story is, or this movie, <laughs> is that this was my first time watching it. I know. I thought you were gasping, but you're just yawning, Travis. But <laughs> I'm going to take that as a gasp anyway. It was a gasp. <laughs> It was such a hard gasp, it took away the oxygen. Yep, exactly. I gasped <laughs> so much that I yawned. Yeah, so before we get into three questions, had anybody else seen this before? Not seen this before? Oh, I, I've seen this multiple times. Classic in your eyes. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean... <laughs> By the strict definition of classic being something older than 20 years, yes. Um, <laughs> no, I, this actually was my first time watching it, too. Oh, me and too. Wow. Wow. I'm the only one that saw this as a kid. <laughs> and you know, this is like, the, I know this is a classic. I, I It's been brought up a lot, but I think I haven't seen a lot of Christmas uh, fair when it comes to horror movies, because, you know, I stick to just the classic. I, although I will say it's not that surprising given the reputation the movie had and the controversy around it. I mean, that's the reason we even know it exists really is because of that. Otherwise, it probably would have just faded into oblivion as like a cheap horror movie. But it had all that controversy around it in the in the 80s. And it was yeah. banned in a bunch of places and all that kind of stuff. And it would have just uh, it settled with the other Christmas yeah, Santa killing people movies. Like the one we watched last year, remember? Mm -hmm. Wait, did we watch Christmas Evil last year? Yes. I don't remember anymore. Yeah, yeah all right. I, mean, I, I know this one more than I know the Christmas Evil or Black Christmas, so... <laughs> yeah, and Black Christmas... You see, Black Christmas was my... Like, that was my watch that Christmas horror movie that was my christmas horror movie is what i'm trying to say um but you know what let's get into three questions okay. what's three questions you ask um well uh it's it's a new thing where i ask them three questions uh i don't know why you're asking me this question 
maybe you should just let me do what I'm going to do. Stop talking to me like that. We've got a question every motive that you do. (laughs) I was talking to the audience. And we're going to start with Travis, because that's just how I go in order. (laughs) So, Travis, who would you choose to be trapped in a room with for 24 hours? Killer Santa from the beginning of the movie, adult Billy Santa, Santa Billy, or Grandpa? Trapped in a room with for 24 hours? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do I have food and water and a bathroom? <laughs> I like how that's where you go with this. This is important. There are three people no. who could possibly kill you, but you're worried about food, water, and... <laughs> Well, no, there's two people that could possibly kill me. And you, don't you don't know I'm what Grandpa's going to do. You don't know what Grandpa's going to do. Well, then why wouldn't you citizen. just pick Grandpa? <laughs> wouldn't you just Because pick I need grandpa? to know if I'm going to be stuck in the room for 24 hours with, with nowhere to pee and nothing to eat or drink. Or am I going to be stuck in a room for 24 hours with somebody I'm going to have to fight my way out? But uh, this is a... I- roundabout way of me getting to Grandpa. I'll just be in the room with Grandpa because he's just going to sit there. He might say something weird. But, you know, whatever. I'll just tell him to go farm Christmas trees. Yeah. I think the only wrong answer would have been adult Santa Billy because I don't think you could fight him off. No, he's got dude like, had muscles. Yeah, that dude was <laughs> yeah. stacked. <laughs> and you're, lifting your guy with, with freaking Christmas lights up one hand. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. And the way he punched Santa, too, and knocked him off the chair. Like, that little kid had strength in the beginning. So that, I had uh, that as a note. I was like, holy shit, that kid has a hell of a left hook. Because he knocked <laughs> he knocked him the fuck out. Like, he took that he dude off the chair and sent him <laughs> feet behind that chair. I was impressed. Kid was eight years old. Well, I like mean, the adrenaline that must have been going through the kid, too. Oh, I'm sure. Don't get me wrong, but he hit like a truck. Faye. Question number two. And this might be a little bit morbid, but that's just, that's how we roll on the show. How would you rather die? Strangled by Christmas lights? Headless sledding or skewered topless hanging from Rudolph. <laughs> so a rack hanging on a rack? Yep. <laughs> Double rack in it. Uh, I, I, I take the headless sledding because it'd be quicker. <laughs> you think? You know, they say your, your head lives on. You know, like at least 17 minutes after it's been probably as long as the scream from the other guy. I totally looked up the science behind this as well, especially when there's snow because it like it seals in the blood and I don't know what I'm talking about. But no, we know you're not. No, no, I would take the 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 headless. I mean, hang me up on a trophy rack, sure, (laughs) but that that'd be painful because you're not going to die instantly. (laughs) No, but you're immortalized forever in the best death scene ever. Dreadly, which song 
made you want to crawl into a hole and hide forever? Was it Christmas flu? Was it Santa's watching? Or was it probably the crowd favorite, the warm side of the door? I tell you what, they paid for that song and they were going to play the whole <laughs> goddamn thing. No, because that scene just went on. I'll, I'll just say crawling in a hole would probably be Santa's watching because that's just creepy as fuck. <laughs> but as you said, I'm looking for the warm side of the door. I would pay a lot of money, I would. But I want to see this 90s sitcom. <laughs> Just 80s sitcom. It's got to be 80s. That, 80s. No, 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 no. That was a 70s ass song. Or right 70s. There. Yeah, that was like Three's Company. <laughs> like I'm watching, I'm, I'm listening to this thinking, is this a song that I just have never heard of before from the 70s? <laughs> like, was this a hit at some point? And that was like, they spent the whole music budget. No, it was written for this movie. Yeah. Everything in this, like, I didn't look it up, um, but I just, it gave me that prom night feeling, you know, where all the stuff was specifically written to sound like other stuff. Yeah. That's what this felt like as well. Also, like music I never want to hear again. <laughs> Mostly. No offense right. to the person that sang or wrote it. Prom night? Is this it? Yeah, but that's actually good. Yeah, I'm getting a uh, <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying. D- doing this uh, podcast, I'm filling a lot of samples here with songs uh, like this. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put uh, put an album together at one point. I think S- songs of gore. <laughs> the songs of gore. I'll just do covers of them. Yeah. I'll do a cover album of crappy songs. Perfect. We'll start with uh, uh, the fall break one. Gonna have a good time. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> How do you have that on hand? <laughs> Keep going. Soundboard. Yeah. How does and, she not? Uh, uh, we're gonna something. Little something. I forgot the song already. <laughs> These are the best times of uh-huh. our lives. Yeah. There you go. See? That and uh, I can't think of anything else right now. But those I'm not are the sure two main. What's ones. worse, though? I, I'm just <laughs> I'm just not sure what's worse: that song or the fact that it's grown on me. <laughs> played it so goddamn much. I think it's that it's grown on you. <laughs> because I don't get. Rep- I, I'm not repulsed by it when I hear it now. So oh, I, I've I've heard worse. Is what I'm saying. Which is <laughs> you've been affected. Mm. You might need an ointment for that. <laughs> I might. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, did y'all like it? I mean, that's fine. It's, it's it not a, horrible. <laughs> it's a low-budget horror movie with basically no plot. I mean, kid sees his parents killed. 15 years later goes on a killing spree because he's got repressed stuff with Santa and Christmas and all of that. And he's treated, I mean, he's treated horribly. 
throughout the whole thing. Nobody listens to the kid or pays attention to him. And anytime he tries to say anything about it, he gets destroyed by the adult. <laughs> Actually, I don't even think he really tries to say anything about it. They just treat him horribly the whole time. They don't, they don't really not listen to him. They just straight up ignore the fact that he went through a traumatic experience watching his parents killed in front of him. But like, he'll try to tell him, uh, tell them that he doesn't want to do something or that he's too scared or whatever. And she just thinks that like, the more I punish him, the cleaner he'll be or some shit like that. And I'm just like, what a time we yeah, lived one, in. And now people call the us The one soft. sister was trying. <laughs> the funny thing is, is, uh, you know, they, there was the whole controversy around when this movie came out because it was boycotted by a bunch of people. There was a there was a group created specifically to try and stop this movie from coming out, and they managed to get it pulled out of theaters in like two weeks. But the funny thing was, the filmmakers were not concerned. They didn't think that if there was any controversy, they didn't think it would be around the depiction of Santa Claus carrying an axe or anything like that. They thought it would be. Uh, the controversy would be around the Catholic Church and the way the nuns were, especially Mother Superior in this, was what they thought would cause the biggest stir, and it didn't. But that's uh, how nuns yeah, were. That's how nuns <laughs> were. <laughs> but they were, they were thinking that if anyone was going to get upset, it would be Catholics because of that. No, it would be the fake Catholics. According to what I or read. Or the fake Christians. Well, s- still, either way. Um, I did like though that one of the the writer uh, Michael Hickey was like the one person involved in it that didn't shy away from doing interviews. Like all the executives and everybody didn't want to talk about it, and he's like, he would just take any interview people would offer him, and he'd be like, "Yeah, no, it was it was great because it was something to talk about. Otherwise, this movie probably would have been forgotten." Yeah. No publicity is bad publicity. Yeah, it was. Uh, this is a film that could have sunk like a stone. And never been heard from again. And suddenly it was leading the CBS evening news. You know, there's like, there's stuff about, like, I was, I was trying to compare it to the Christmas evil movie and, you know, cause they're so similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Child mm-hmm. sees bad yeah. Santa do something bad, gets corrupt, gets mishandled through life and then comes out the other end just as bad. This one I understand a lot more. This was like kid was, you know, kid saw that and then kid got treated really badly the whole time. So, yeah, I get how you Mm -hmm. become a homicidal maniac. But so that makes me go back to Christmas Evil and I'm like, huh, you were a lot more of a of a like like you gave me a lot more of a warm feeling throughout that movie, which is starting to make me feel a little creepier because you didn't you only saw like (laughs) like Santa touching your mom's thigh. And that was enough for you. Um, so I don't know. I think I like both movies for different reasons. And this just gets into the much more, you know, cheesy 80s-ness. You can feel how much more into the 80s it is, even just being like three years, right? Yeah. And it's just, it's delightful. I think it's I think it's delightful for what it is. Uh, it <laughs> has the cheesiness to it. Ugh. Yeah, like being able to shove uh, a girl through antlers on a mm-hmm. <laughs> slowly ridiculous death. Slowly, Rid- absolutely ridiculous death. I love it. It it leaned into the 
the absurdity of a movie like this to the point where the stuff with Leanna Quigley, uh, Denise and her boyfriend and all of that, it's just like a house. Like I, there's a, there's a plot reason and a story reason why he kills everybody at the toy store. Cause he was there. Like that's yeah. what he was. And so they were, they were kills of convenience, but then he just goes to random house somewhere yeah. and kills babysitter and her boyfriend. And then, ends up in the middle of the woods killing random bullies. Uh, Deserved who, it. You know, it's like <laughs> they, they did. I'm not saying they didn't, but I like I had to, at one point stop myself. I'm like, no, you're thinking about this too much. Like, cause I was like, how did he get out there? And why? No, you know what? No, stop. It's the, this is well, just a dumbass movie about a killer Santa Claus. Go with that. And it the was answer why is he it. was on his way back to the orphanage. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. He was on his way back to the orphanage. They just happened to be along the way. That's yeah. And I guess I was going to say like, I mean, she came to the door topless. So maybe that's enough to be considered naughty. Right. Yep. Yeah. Can I just point out how funny that was that she took the time to put on the tiniest jeans, shorts. <laughs> Daisy Dukes. And then forgot about the boobs. She's just like, well, kind of opened the door. And uh, while it's supposedly cold yeah. in the 20s. It's snow on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's it. We're going topless. There, there sure. was no snow. Yeah, why not? The only snow was out in the woods. There was no snow really anywhere else. Part of that was because they filmed in like March and April and <laughs> the snow started melting. So they had to scramble and shoot all their outdoor shots first. Yeah. <laughs> but I appreciated it. You know, Darcy dressed up as um, Linnea's death scene, basically one, one Halloween. And it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In the way only Darcy could do. And uh, so, like, I, I knew that that was coming. I knew that that was, like, a famous scene. But to see it was just, it was it was beautiful. It was more beautiful than I ever imagined. So I recognize more people. <laughs> there was. I recognize more <laughs> actors in this than I anticipated when I was, when it started. Like, the only name that rang a bell to me. Well, two of them was Linnea Quigley and the name Brit Leach. I'm like, I know that one. I know the person when I see them. And then that turns out to be Mr. Sims. I've seen him and Brit Leach in a couple of things. Uh, He was in the great outdoors, um, which is, that's what I remembered him from. (laughs) Yeah. He's Reg in the great outdoors. He was in weird science very shortly. He was in the last Starfighter, um, stuff like that. Uh, so like that one, but, um, mother superior Lillian Chauvin, uh, Chauvin. Um, so I mentioned earlier how I've started going through and watching the pretender while I'm on the treadmill and she is in the pilot episode of the pretender. So I just saw her yesterday, like 12 years after this movie was made and she looks about six hours older. Like she just looked old for forever, but she plays an old Greek woman in the pilot episode of the pretender. So I just saw her yesterday. So when she pops up in this, I'm like, huh, what are the odds of that happening? Like the odds of seeing that actor 
in two things in two days just seems very minor to me. Oh, that's funny. And I forgot you just reminded me because I, I went and looked at her, her, you know, her thingy. Uh, and I was just like, oh, maybe I've seen her in something. And I actually forgot to mention that I watched Catch Me If You Can for the first time ever. And she happens to be in that movie as well. That's so funny. Mm, yeah. It's a kid. She's movie. everywhere. Like yeah. It was my first time. I was like, oh, wow. Like, I, I, why haven't I watched this? I love Tom Hanks. But yeah, she's she's great in that pilot episode of The Pretender is this like cantankerous old Greek woman at a hospital who won't speak English to anyone. She's like yelling at everyone in Greek. And then the main character, you know, gets on her good side. That sounds like like the character she played in most of her things. I'm guessing she has that she has that face. She's like that that other. There's like the the lady that played. Freddy Krueger's mom, or she was like the the nun from the fifth one. You know who I'm talking about? She's got like mm-hmm. that yeah. same kind of face. Yeah. She looks well. She's very, very similar to her, but it's not her. Is it because yeah, of Lillian outfit? Maybe. <laughs> but Lillian Chauvin has a very angular face too, and she can look very harsh. Like she has a very sharp nose, her chin, her eyes, and so she can give you that like cranky old lady look really really well yeah that's like i, w- I was mentioning because me and me and dread were looking at something and uh the the chick that plays the lady the nun in the nun movies is the same one who plays like the the person behind the diner at the uh what's the maholland drive Falls Mahon Drive. I can't remember which one it is. I'm like Falls Drive, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, and it was just like like that. That fa- she just has that face that works for these roles, like that, like the. Mm-hmm. And that's the same kind of thing. But you know what? It's time for the thirteen. The Thirteen is a specially cultivated list of tropes or our favorite things from horror movies. This list may change or be adjusted as time goes on and in real time because this is real life and you've all been naughty. Yay! Naughty. Naughty. We checked it twice. Number one, kitty cat. Yes! There was a kitty cat Mm -hmm. and it meowed a lot. Did you see it meow so much? It yeah. was almost like it was complaining it about the movie in general. It's it way it longer than it should have. Because usually you see the cat once or it jumps at you mm. and then cat disappears forever. And the cat was just there. Like, I'm not leaving. That's what the cat was saying. It's like, fuck you. You can go around me. I'm just going to sit here and meow. <laughs> Fuckers. It's cold out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's cold. Out there. <laughs> so get your booties because it's cold outside. Number two, Volkswagen. No. No. I didn't see one. No. Number three, scary location, time of the year. Christmas time. Christmas time is here. (sighs) Number four, meta horror, fourth wall breaks, mentioning the title. No. No. 
Although... No, in fact... Oh, God. I was going to say, although when, when Grandpa's talking, I feel like he's talking to me. And it's really fucking creepy. <laughs> um, well, don't be naughty. The title, the title was changed, too. Like, at the last minute. It wasn't originally called Silent Night, Deadly Night. It was called Sleigh Bells, <laughs> I think. But S-L-A-Y. And... Apparently, the director did an interview with Fangoria in like 1994, an audio interview, and he mentioned or Sleigh Ride. That's what it was Sleigh Ride. Uh, and he mentioned that it was based on a book called Sleigh Ride by somebody named Paul uh, Kami. But there was it wasn't a book. This guy Paul Kami had written a script, and in the script there was like a single line about a killer Santa Claus, and the producers of this movie took that. And wrote the movie based around it, and they wanted to give him a credit, so they gave it story by. So I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, you know what's interesting? There's also a movie called Silent Night, Bloody Night from 1972, and that one is produced by Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> oh, and it's got Mary Warnoff oh, in it. That's going. I love her. John well, Carradine. And I think we might have talked about this, but Black Christmas's working title was like Silent Night, Evil Night. And then they changed it to Black Christmas. And this was going to be called Sleigh Ride. And then changed they it to this. Changed it to Silent Night, Deadly Night. So, But like this was, this, so this was already, this Silent Night, Bloody Night was a slasher film from 1972. And then they changed it to, to no, they just kept this name. I just mean like, I just think that's funny. We should go watch this next year. Silent Night, Bloody Night. It looks like it's a lot slower in the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) You know how the 70s are. But I love Mary Warnoff. There's just something about her. I'll watch her in anything. Number five. Archetype characters. Crazy Ralph from Friday the 13th. Randy from Scream. Grandpa. (laughs) Creepy clowns. Yeah, there was um, senile, slightly catatonic grandpa. Um, he was faking it. <laughs> he was faking exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there was the um, the priest that gets shot by the cop. Oh. The deaf, the deaf priest. Yep. When, when she says that in the car, it's like, well, she he wouldn't have heard him because he's deaf. I'm like, oh, my. L-. Like, <laughs> can you make me feel any worse for that guy? <laughs> Was he two days from retirement as well? Because like, <laughs> come on, he was pretty old. Apparently, he was like in his sixties or something. So maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. And we got the main character as an anti-villain, which I love. I just i I kind of just love the way his character developed, and that I felt for him the whole time, and I rooted for him for most of the time. Yeah. Fuck it. But then I'm a horror fan, and so a lot of us tend to root for the monster, let's be honest. Depends on the monster. Well, yeah. I And I would say about half of his kills were justified. In like, your eyes, Travis. Creeper... <laughs> no, 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 no. Creeper, creeper dude at the store that's, guy, yeah. that's getting all over oh, the yeah. girl. Totally kill him right away that's fine could have actually done it worse like 
He, that guy got off lucky just getting choked out by a string of lights. Um, Pamela, kind of, only because she attacked him, but she did just watch like random guy come in and kill someone right in front. Whether or not what he did was terrible, I don't think she necessarily deserved to die, yeah. but she was kind of caught in the cross. Like, she was collateral damage. That was just going to happen. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think Mr. Sims necessarily really deserved a claw hammer to the brain. No, he was friendly. Because he seemed like a decent guy. He was just, I did have a note, though, that I thought he was, I loved the acting job by by Britt in that character when he was drunk. Yeah. Because I legitimately oh, yeah. believed he was drunk. He might drunk. have actually been drunk. Like, Remember that. It was the 80s. Very, very well could have been. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things, because drunk people in movies are never like drunk people you actually interact with but this guy he felt like that so i liked that um but you know i mean the dudes in the woods obviously earned technically only one of them was killed (laughs) right he never killed that second one i assume the other i assume the other one died and that's why he's not we don't still if if he didn't die he's still screaming to this day (laughs) 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 well you know the, the the most important thing is, is that Billy thought he was killing people for the right reason. And so, you know, in that way, it was justified. Uh, yeah. Well, like, okay. like it was punishing by the day. The punishment was a little too look, harsh. Look, to be honest, <laughs> if we're if we're being completely honest, I don't think anybody deserves to be killed. Like, this isn't something that like I really don't think certain people deserve to be killed. But that's a boring opinion, isn't it? <laughs> like that's rapey guy. I does. want people no, to no, be no. happy. Rapey, rapey guy deserves to die. The rapey guy deserves. But it. I'm saying, like, <laughs> you know, like I want people to in real life. I want people to be happy. I want bad people to go to jail and stuff like that. It's a movie, so you get to live out your yes. Let's murder this guy. Fantasy. Well, but I also I mean I think belief. my reason that I bring it up is like. Pamela didn't do anything to be, I understand in his twisted logic, she was being naughty. Right. But like, she didn't actually do anything to be naughty yeah. to, to enough for him to want to kill her. Like she was a victim in the situation pretty much, even though my note here was like, she should probably already know what this dude's got planned, taking her into the stock room during the Christmas party. Yeah. Like, I mean, he said he had a he's, present. He's not exactly being, He's not exactly being subtle about what that present is. Well, she's either. stupid, apparently. Penis. And men, for some reason, well, think that yeah. their penises are presents. They're not. Which is weird, because he's like, "My, I have a present for you? And I'm like, penis? I'm like, yeah, it's been. <laughs> but then he's like, it's right over there. I'm like, you keep your penis over there? Detachable penis? That's <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, a That button. guy is an uh, archetype <laughs> character of his own. But yeah, I just thought it was an interesting like, way Aw. to build a character and yeah. just show him go through all that shit. And so, oh, you yeah. know, in that way, he feels justified and you feel like, yeah, why don't you just keep killing people? Fuck it. <laughs> it's fine. Like, it felt better than the I Santa mean, in the beginning who killed a guy for $31. The fuck was that about? <laughs> there was no reason to kill that guy. Yeah. That dude was just a straight sociopath that just wanted to kill whoever was around. Like he did that. I, 
honestly kind of want to know his story a little bit. Like what set him on that path? Cause he's just, yeah. well, I'm going to dress like Santa and start shooting people. Cause why not? And what happened to him? Yeah. What happened after that? That's <laughs> somebody fill in the blanks. Thank you. Uh, number six, pointless boobies, weird wings, moonies, fanny. All that boobies all over this movie. I mean, were any of them really pointless? <laughs> they were very oh, pointy. Yes. They were very, very much just like tons, tons of boobs and butts and stuff. Uh, male butt as well. And one hairy male, butt. Hairy, male, hairy male very butt. Very hairy butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hairy male butt. Um, mm-hmm. And lots of shirtless Billy in the wintertime for whatever reason. Why not? Give me some, give me some shirtless Billy. He really reminded me of uh, Tommy from Friday the 13th Part 5 in the way that, like, mm-hmm. they both had their shirts off and were constantly, like, constantly had their shirts off and they were ripped for no particular reason whatsoever. Just fuck it. We're just going to be. Oh, yeah. Hey, got to give the appeal for the women. Ripped orphans. But they were ripped orphans. Like, Tommy was, like, 16 in that movie and this guy's 18. Uh-huh. My God! Punching Stannis. What the uh, hell are you doing at that orphanage? Workout? But if she's an orphan, he doesn't have anything else to do and just lift all this. <laughs> like, but it doesn't look like they have weightlifting equipment there. <laughs> like, what is he doing? I, we only saw a couple rooms. I mean, <laughs> he just uses the other orphans. No, that was how. Like, it was either that or get tied to the bed by Mother oh, Superior Jesus again. Christ. Like, Kinky. if those are the choices, where's the squat rack? Let's go. Yeah, this movie made me also, very uh, uncomfortable very quickly. There was a lot of like, like having sex in the orphanage. That's really fucking weird. Yes. Sorry. What was that about <laughs> in the middle of the day? Making loud noises. Like, oh, they were trying to hide, but I found them. Were they trying to hide? <laughs> they, they weren't trying they were to not, hide. They weren't trying hard. Well, maybe he was. He was hard. <laughs> hey, <laughs> You went there. Mm. Yep. Someone was gonna. <laughs> Number seven, telling, retelling the legend and or establishing the movie's rules. Breaking Randy's rules. Santa's gonna get ya. Yep. So. If you're naughty, Santa's gonna punish ya. Basically, there's, there's, there are rules and people have sex and die like you do. And then there's also, you know, or try to have sex and die. <laughs> well, the rules are that uh, Billy has to either see you doing something that he deems to be naughty, or you're a small child and just tell him over and over you've been good. Because if yeah, he has no evidence to the contrary, he gives you a bloody box opener, box yeah. knife, and calls it a night. I just love the look she gave. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving, by the way. A bloody a bloody box cutter. Jesus Christ. Yep. Santa, you done fucked up my gift. Yep. I want to know what happens to her well, in, in whatever sequel, but like they never made a sequel with her. But her walking into the living room looking for the babysitter, Linnea. Listen, there's a lot of traumatized kids in yeah. this movie, okay? <laughs> No one's, kids. no one's good anymore. Naughty. <laughs> the kid that was that was reaching out to shake uh, Santa Priest's hand when he gets gunned down from behind by the road <laughs> cop. Like that kid's going to be in therapy for the next forty years. 
what Billy should have been. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. No, and he's going to get tied to a And bed. we know who that kid was that saw the, the little Ricky. We know who Ricky is, right? Was that mm-hmm. Ricky? She yells out, Ricky, get in here. I don't know if that was specifically him, but he was one of the kids there. Because I, I, just I wasn't paying attention in, to that being Ricky. I knew Ricky was there at the yeah, end. He was on the lawn. He saw the, <laughs> the priest get shot. And then later on, you know. Naughty. Yeah. So... Uh, I'll spoil this for you, but the sequel is about Ricky. (laughs) It's Ricky. (laughs) Apparently, it's even more cheesed up, and I can't wait to watch it, actually. Number eight. Dance sequence, montage, homage sequence, flashbacks. The working hard one. There was the Christmas party. The warm... (laughs) Warm side of the door, man. Work, the warm side of the door. Working hard. Montage. The opening to the eighties, seventy sitcom. The warm side of the door. You know what? It's kind of like a. Remember, like an old like Folgers Crystals commercial or something. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like either an old Folgers commercial or like the theme song to an old Norman Lear sitcom. <laughs> Right. Oh my god. I remember those. And then it would always end with the best part of waking up. <laughs> you get out from it's work real late, but you gotta stay up because your favorite show's on. Gonna make some coffee. Sorry. I wrote my own song. But yeah, I like that montage because like there's a scene where He's working really hard, and the other guy's slacking off like he always does, you know, like the the jerky dude. And Britt comes in, and he just, like, he sees him working hard, and he just gives him that look, that look of, like, appreciation, like, good kid, does a little head nod. And that was just, like, the sweetest moment in this movie. (laughs) Oh, it's so great. Number nine, scary score, spooky soundtrack. Is this the kind of music that will keep us humming? What the fuck with this music? Hell yeah. <laughs> what the fuck with this music? Seriously. Play play a little bit of the other one too. <sighs> oh, now we've gone to the sixties. Santa's watching, Santa's creeping. Now you're nodding, now you're sleeping. Were you good for mom and dad? Santa knows if you've been I probably could sing my intro like that. Maybe I'll do that for the uh, for the patrons. I'll try to work it into a song. But my God! <laughs> also, so I don't know about the version was also good. By the way, I didn't clip that, but the drunk version. Oh yeah, when they're both the, singing uh, it in the yeah, that was a great that was a great moment together. I, I don't know if this pertains to those songs or not, but apparently the composer improvised most of the score. Mm-hmm. Like he would just watch a work print, make some make things up as he was watching it, and then like kind of touch it up later. The, so, the stingers. You know, good on him for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Boy, they really wanted you to know something was going to happen with the loud music. Oh, yeah. Also, <laughs> let me tell you about that intro. It's one of those... Let, let us scare people just from the beginning, like intro music and all the like that, fir- that brang, like right there. 
Mm-hmm. That'll wake you up in the fucking morning. Oh my god. And the music was just so like sinister. That should have just been the music throughout the whole movie. Oh, the the guy that did the music for this movie did the theme song to Mork and Mindy. <laughs> Explains so much. It makes so much more sense now. <laughs> yeah. Does it? Because it's out of this world, Travis? Is that is that is that the joke? Yeah. Uh, number ten. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> number ten. That scared the shit out of me. Jump scares, one last scare, and other creepy shit. Okay, so first and uh, foremost, can I say Grandpa was fucking terrifying. Dreadly, please play the clip. You've been good all year. Oh, you don't have the full one? No, I just, no. Oh, okay. That whole thing where he's just like, Christmas is the scariest damn time of the year. Christmas Eve is the scariest damn night of the year. I'd be scared too, as you. It gave me chills. Like, it's the clip that's on the the previous episode so that people can guess what the movie is. And it's just, it's chilling. That guy was good. Fuck that guy. Nothing really scary in this one. No real jump scares. That At least nothing that, that really got to me. Only thing close would be the head chop. From the sled? Yeah, the yeah but even that I saw coming. Like, I oh, yeah. it was like, one of these guys is losing a head going down mm-hmm. here. He's going to he's gonna hop out with that axe and go to town. I just wasn't sure which one it was. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't prepared for the eight eight hours of screaming afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he should have chopped his head off. Um, I think Billy snapping that is kind of like a that's a scary thing because that could happen for real. Like, maybe there's no Santa Claus involved in it, but you never know when somebody's been through a lot of stuff and all of a sudden, boom. Uh, PTSD snap. Yeah. That's kind of, that's one of my things. Like, you guys have your home invasion or whatever that you that bothers you. This is another one of those things that's like, yeah, these people are insane. Like, I've seen people drive in New Jersey. They've all snapped a little bit. Let's be honest. You don't drive, you don't swerve over three, four lanes of traffic and not be insane. Um, also, I think, I think the only jump scare for me was at one point at the end, uh, some, you know, who it was came into the, uh, orphanage and, uh, <laughs> camera pans and somehow the, the old sister, not sister, mother superior, boss bitch, Mother Superior is there in the in her wheelchair <laughs> out of nowhere. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh gotta, shit, she's still alive. <laughs> gotta keep an eye on her. <laughs> uh, anybody else think it was creepy as hell that there was that dad going into his child's like second floor bedroom in the middle of the night dressed as Santa? I thought that was a little creepy. <laughs> it's a little creepy, but like it's. That happened. What they did, 
to, yeah. to celebrate the Christmas joy. Sure, but like, there's a dude dressed as Santa, and he's just like booping her nose, and I was just kind of like, where was this gonna go? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. He's lucky they didn't Have shoot you him. Met the age? Imagine another fucked up kid. Well, what, yep. what scared me was the fact that the cops could just enter the house by opening the door. Because, you know, over yeah. here, we have locked doors. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that, that it was the 80s. We didn't lock the doors back then. No, but like, <laughs> we've been over this. We have doors that are locked. You can't open the they're door. They're apparently better than us. Outside. Even though if they're not locked, you need a key. Yeah. Security. So, like, I feel like if I was over there, I would lock myself out a lot. Oh, yeah. Somehow. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get used to it, but you get the point. Um, this is something that's a little, like, uh, <laughs> I guess, like, tropey or bad or scary. I don't know if it's, like, creepy, but, like, all but one woman dies with their breasts out. Did, you, did anybody else notice that? Every single woman. I did. <laughs> boobs out. No, they were lovely boobs. Sure. 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 I appreciate that. And, you know, it's fine. Like, they're doing whatever. That's that's fun. But it just... The oh. mom was the worst one. So, like, just... Yeah. Was awful. <laughs> I mean, she turned the rape into a murder. <laughs> I was like, is that all it takes? With that guy, yes. I mean, this was somebody who just, like, pulling a gun. Like, he pulled the gun on the family when he looked in and saw they had two children with them. That's how bad that dude was. Mm -hmm. If only they had listened to little Billy. Yeah, Billy knew to get the <laughs> fuck away from this dude. <laughs> that was a lot of stuff to culminate in fucking up this kid, by the way. Number 11, someone does stupid shit. Or, here's a change. That was funny. Fuck it. Stupid shit, something that was funny. A trope, whatever. Because we need some humor in here. Uh, I mean, I already kind of mentioned, but like I, I loved uh, Mr. Sims drunk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, that was funny. He was he was genuinely funny and he was just like trying to be nice. Like cuz he says uh you know what are you thinking about and he's thinking about his family. He's like that's good and everything. Yeah, they're dead. And he he genuinely feels bad about it, but he's also drunk so it doesn't last very long. <laughs> I I, for, I love me because I'm watching this movie and I'm like, "Oh, well how could he have known?" And I'm like, "He he knew he was from an orphanage. That's what it is, Monica. Monica. That's usually... <laughs> like, oh, you're right. Of course he would have known. Shut up. Should have known. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. uh, uh, both stupid and funny is the fact that every person in this movie has a zero peripheral vision. <laughs> because they just look and then... Oh shit! Corpse. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> should have seen, that. Just seen her <laughs> ankle. Like right in if your... it was a, if it was yeah. a snake, it would have bit you. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. 
Um, I guess technically incompetent cop there at the end for shooting the. Uh, oh yeah, that guy was worthless. I mean, they shot people. Uh, so. The wrong one. <laughs> well, eventually they got the right one. Well, well, the, the, the other, the detective yeah. did, yeah. Not the idiot yeah. cop who didn't seem to get in any trouble for that either. By the way, I guess that was fine. It's fun. Like an old deaf priest. It was the eighties. <laughs> cop does something wrong, just gets shoved under the rug. I feel like that's not because much different. The, the priest was going to die anyways. Oh, tasty. <laughs> Uh, also, something yeah. uh, funny that I noticed was when uh, the robbery goes wrong, or good, and uh, he, Santa gets in his getaway car. He starts driving the car already while the ignition is still going. Turn it <laughs> <on>. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And of course, the, the mom asking the the best question of all. That's someone in the middle of the road. What's he doing? What's someone doing in the middle of the road? I mean, uh oh, is Billy awake? <laughs> it's why you don't stop and help people on the side of the road in the middle of the night, folks. That's Santa. <laughs> oh. But Santa's gonna get me. I've been bad. Don't stop. <laughs> That's like I think about that sometimes because in the in the past, like people didn't have cell phones to be able to call other people for help, and so I I'm guessing a lot more things like that happened. You know, where people would be like, "Oh, we have to stop because you know that person couldn't possibly you know be able to find anybody." Worthy or only hope, or something like that. You get what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Well, it's Sad. also kind of uh, a lot less prominent that the person with car trouble on the side of the road is a psychotic killer slash thief. Like that's that's a that that is as commonplace as like it's a little bit more commonplace than quicksand. I guess I would say in terms of like huge issues you're going to deal with on a day on a regular basis. Really? But yeah. if television taught me anything, it's that quicksand is everywhere. <laughs> exactly. And movies have taught us that anybody on the side of the road is going to try and kill you. Hey, but just remember well, sometimes that's true. Especially when, especially when you're near a penitentiary. Oh, you're <laughs> an insane asylum. Ah, the, the dead scene. You know, the famous dead scene. I, I was amazed because he first throws his axe, which then sticks in the wall. And I was like, oh, he's going to put her on the axe. And he just goes the entire opposite mm -hmm. way. The other side goes of the, the whole room. other side like, of the room. Okay, that's better. And has to take <laughs> takes her over there to lift her up higher. Mm -hmm. to yeah. then impale More her effort. on that. And then he, he kills the other dude first and then goes to fetch his axe. I was like, oh, right. That's still sticking yeah, why, there. Why, why okay. waste time? Gotta get the killing done first. Yeah, yeah. Efficiency. Mm -hmm. Number 12. Final girl? No. There's no final girl. Mother superior. No. <laughs> she doesn't. She she can fucking go to hell. 
That's all I'm saying. She, she was amazing, by the way. No one will get in here. You know, I take the, I take that, that one back. kid just goes, <laughs> opens the door. No, 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 don't. No one got in here. <laughs> I, I take back what I said Put before. Put a little bit after She can die. <laughs> The nun deserved to I die. was waiting for it, and it didn't happen, and I'm so She's sad. Such a terrible person. Such a terrible person. Um, I expected her to die in the, the flashback. <laughs> on the flashback. Thing. Like in the kid part, I expected the kid to kill her and then flash forward. That would forward. have been great. Oh, no. And then not even Maybe she end. dies in the next movie. Who knows? Well, we can hope. So. Um, but I was surprised... When he kills uh, Pam, because that wasn't that wasn't what I was expecting. But then I was kind of like, well, I mean, I guess she witnessed him murdering somebody, so she has to die. Otherwise, he can't kill more people. Um, it's kind of a it's, it's kind of a downer ending, but at the same time, he inspires his brother to do his work. <laughs> so maybe that's the maybe that's the silver lining we're looking for. Number thirteen. The Savini scale of gore. It's not the quantity of gore, it's the quality of gore, special effects, and monsters. So how many... Antlers to the Antler. stomach? <laughs> Antlers through the stomach, I guess. Out of ten, do we give this? Six. Hmm. Yeah. Six sounds good. It... I mean, there was the obvious uh, reinsertion of like deleted scenes that you could see oh, yeah. in this, mm-hmm. but we um, wanted that. <laughs> but they that they yeah that they cut from the theatrical release and then put it back in for whatever Blu-ray or some version that they put out, um, which a lot of that was gore effects um, and extra screaming. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think six sounds about right. That they, they were they were decent. Can I just say that uh, the the added in lower quality uh, footage, I loved it, and I kind of wish the entire movie was that quality because it made it feel grimy, better in a more way, more authentic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a little more grindhouse that way. It shows the budget a little bit better because this is only made for like a million dollars, which you know is not very much for a movie. Even back then. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I'll give it a... You know what? I'm going to yeah. give it a seven because those <laughs> antlers, they deserve... That's one of my... That's probably one of my favorite deaths in a movie. Like, it's going on my top five. Now I need to create a top five so that whenever people ask me, I can be like, here's my top five. I'll have it at the ready. I'll go with a six as well. Give a seven, though. You're going to leave me all alone? I see her. I'll go with a seven. (laughs) Alright, it was fine. Nothing. Oh, shit. Uh (laughs) Whoopa. Aw. Call it as I see it. (laughs) And that'll wrap up 13 for this episode. Kill count. One, two, six, seven or eight, three, four, five. Oh, they had it in the trivia. Six, I think it's like 
Seven. A total of 14. Eight, nine. Really? Ten. I mean, they're not all killed by Billy. Yeah. Right. Body count 14. The cashier. Mm-hmm. The beginning. Mommy and then dad. Billy's parents. And um, Andy, stock stock dude. Pamela. Uh, Mr. Six. Sims. Mrs. Seven. Randall. And then Denise and Tommy. Nine. Um, Bob. Ten. Mac is off-screen kill. That's the screamer. Oh. So the 11. assumption is that he oh, was wow. killed. Father O'Brien. <laughs> By the cop. Um, Never heard it coming. <laughs> oh, God. Officer Barnes, the cop. And then Billy. Uh, and then oh. Billy. So I guess, actually, the cop did get a little something done to him for... His transgressions, you know, he just got an axe to the chest and thrown down a flight of stairs. I don't know. That may not be enough. Which I like, by the way, how they did the camera for that. Because you have Mm -hmm. uh, Billion. He's like stepping aside and you have the camera like zooming in down the stairs. Yeah. That was well done. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just want to go over that there are um, five sequels to this movie. I've only seen the second one. Technically, one of them is a remake. This one is so the second one follows Ricky as an adult. The third one follows Ricky even later on. So I guess that's a spoiler. Played by Bill Mosley. More of an adult. Yeah, more of an adult. Uh, then, then the fourth one has nothing to do with Santa Claus killing anymore, and the fifth one <laughs> stars Mickey Rooney. You're welcome. Who was one of the people that spoke out against this movie when it came out? Isn't that funny? And there's there's two thoughts on it. It's either he's a hypocrite or that they did it under the working title of The Toy Maker and then changed the title at the very end to Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker. The Toy Maker. What is this, Hellraiser 4? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I hope so. Now that was Bloodlines. And then there yeah. is Could as well be a, the toy There's a 2012 now. remake yeah. or like it's a loose remake, but uh and apparently they were working on another one. I remember hearing about it, but it's apparently not happening. Um uh, whatever. I don't know. Um we're going to get through all these eventually. I really want to watch. And they're all <laughs> I really want to watch part two. I I might end up watching all of them this year, and then eventually we'll cover them in a different you know year of the show. But the only thing I know about two is garbage day. Yes, that's I need it. to know the context for it though because I don't know what it is. So don't tell me. I'm gonna find out. I don't either, and I'm I'm not sure if I want the context for it or not. We have to watch. So it I guess I'll find out when I watch we have it. To watch it eventually. I know. Yeah, just I know. watch it. I'm just just watch whether it. or not I want mm-hmm. that. I think I do. That's like a great gift. I have no idea what the what the context is, but that that gift is just great. Although that dude reminds me of uh, yeah. the dude from They Live. There's something. Maybe it's just his hair. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Roddy. Roddy Piper? Maybe it's not him. I don't remember. Anyway, let's move on. Mm. (laughs) 
And now we play. What the hell was that? It's where we play a clip for our next movie provided by our clip curator, Dreadly. Play the clip, Dreadly. Listen to this. I've seen the earth laid to waste. I've seen the horror to come. Is it a sin to wish you were never born? The thousand years have ended. Twenty-seven. It ends in a football score. That's nice. Can you guess that movie? (laughs) Give it a try on Twitter, and don't forget to tag the show. And if no one guesses it, we'll still post our gift clues. So be sure to follow us at Gore Podcast on Twitter and Blue Sky, by the way. Um, Nobody guessed uh, this movie. No, nobody guessed the dorm that dripped blood. So, um, I guess we win. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe we made it too difficult. Maybe that movie's just really unknowable. Um, but uh, oh, it has three titles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. There you go. So what you're saying is it was three times as easy to guess. <laughs> Yeah, I guess technically you could have. But yeah, the first person to guess it correctly gets a shout out in the next episode. And you can be like uh, nobody who guessed nothing. (laughs) Nobody gets a shout out. (laughs) Uh, We didn't get any emails, but if you'd like to email the show, you can do that at gorepodcast13 at gmail.com. We have a Patreon. So if you'd like to support us in a monetary way, you can do that at patreon.com slash gore13. And we have a website. So check us out at gorepodcast.com, created by the lovely, lovely Bumby. And if you'd like to support us in some non-monetary ways, leave a five-star review on your podcast app of choice. Is it Spotify? That would be cool, because, you know, I like Spotify. That's what I use. Don't judge me. Judge, judge, judge. But But until next time, Travis, where can people find you? I am on all the social medias as TV's Travis. Uh, Twitter, Blue Sky, Threads, Instagram. I like that you say all of them and then you go to list them. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever one it is. I'm there. <laughs> Faye, where can people find you? On Twitter at Chippy Faylin. And finally, Dreadly, tell people how they can travel to the bowels of hell to find you. Uh, just head on over to thedreadzone.com and you'll find linkages to all my stuffs. And where can people find you? You can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, and Blue Sky. Uh, I've been feeling the rumble to stream a little bit. So perhaps one day I'll just turn it on. Nothing special. I'm not going to do my hair for the stream or nothing. Just, you know, maybe I'll just turn it on while I'm playing a game. You can come and hang out and stuff or whatever. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And I hope we made it a little harder to fall asleep tonight. Ah! 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 Ah!
You've been good all year? Aww.